0: Welcome back. We will turn to our conversation about the history of left bank books in a moment. But first, a quick news update. The St. Louis Blues announced a few minutes ago that they've signed Craig Berube to a three-year contract as head coach. He has officially lost the interim title. Berube took over mid-season for former coach Mike Yeo and led the Blues to their first Stanley Cup championship. He was also a finalist for the NHL's Coach of the Year Award. Financial terms were not disclosed. Now we're going to head to our conversation about Left Bank Books. It's turning 50 this year. The store is located in St. Louis's bustling Central West End neighborhood. The independent bookseller got its start in 1969 when a group of Washington University graduate students set out to create a place where one could find all kinds of literature. Joining me now to look back on Left Bank's history, as well as talk a little bit about what is ahead, is co-owner Chris Kleindienst. Chris, thank you for being here.
1: It's a pleasure.
0: Congratulations on 50 years. How'd you guys do it? Um, Sometimes we're not exactly sure how we did
1: it. We uh, Sheer force of will... um, Passionate love for the store and our community, just, um, just, dogged determination.
0: For those who might not know, what's the Cliff Notes version of the history of Left Bank?
1: Well, you started it off. The uh, graduate students at Washington University uh, who started it in '69 were all um, activists, anti-war activists, and uh, social justice, other issues, and. Uh, they definitely did want a place. You know, there was no internet then. So uh, if it was not available on a piece of paper to you or in book form, it was very hard to find information. So it was um, started with very little money. And uh, some of the things that were controversial that you couldn't find uh, anywhere else in town included uh, like the Rolling Stone magazine. So uh, it didn't take much to be terribly edgy at the time (laughs) uh that it held on and uh went through an interim ownership i started working i was the first employee of the original collective that owned the store they all started to finish you know school and move on and move away and um i'm still there obviously we uh uh employees of the store in 77 when we just had moved to the central west end neighborhood where we still are uh uh, bought the store by assuming the liabilities it was financially um, challenged and we then had to learn how to run a business we had a lot of passion for the store we knew our our community wanted it there and uh, we just have figured it out.
0: I know you've been a long time employee and mm-hmm. I guess owner. When the when the uh, when you assumed the liabilities, how did you become to get connected to Left Bank Books that you ended up working and are now co owning it?
1: Well, I uh, was still in high school when the store opened, and as it happened, I lived for a few years right down the street from it, so I started shopping there, and later got involved in some of the same issues. Um, you know, I went to various activist meetings and, and demonstrations and things and, and met people who were involved with the store. And I simply needed a job at one point, so I went in and applied. That was that. Was that.
0: It sounds like, though, that, that it was there was a radical spirit that must have sort of <laughs> drew, drew, uh, drew you to the store in the first place, that you may stumble upon it, but to really stay involved with it, there must have been something about its, it's radical spirit that appealed to you.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that um, for me, it's not, I don't know how to not be who I am. I can't, um, I don't know if I would be able to work for anyone else after all these years, but I, I The wonderful thing about the store is that I can absolutely be who I am, and and so can everyone um, who either works there or comes in, but yes, I was very passionate about the issues um, that I saw represented there, and it was a way to stay connected. It was a way to make a difference in the community, and it was just a plus that I could almost make a living as well.
0: <laughs> when I read Jeanette Cooperman's wonderful profile of the store in St. Louis magazine, if you haven't had a chance to to read that, I think everyone should, the line that struck me that she used, and this was talking about the initial fundraising efforts that you did when you assumed liabilities, was that people needed left bank books to exist. And I'm wondering in what ways you still see that holding true.
1: Well, a lot of the core ways I think still hold true. People come into our store to find not only literature on the shelves, but um, an atmosphere that is affirming to their actual existence. Um, it it changes from time to time. It sometimes is very dependent on a uh, an event that has just happened in the world. the The biggest marker, I think, was nine eleven when uh, on uh, everything had been grounded. That was a Tuesday, and ev- all the planes were grounded. Things came to a halt. Um, um, Deepak Chopra was on a tour. He decided to rent a car and keep going. He called us maybe on a Thursday and said, I will be driving through St. Louis. We weren't on that tour initially. So he, um, he said, would you like me to come Saturday morning? I said, sure. There was no, we didn't have like an email mailing list at that point. We just made a few calls and over 200 people showed up Saturday morning and crammed into the store. Because they needed that. They needed community. They needed somebody with a big heart and a kind of focusing spirit to encourage us and to comfort us. And he did that. And that's the kind of thing that um, still to this day, I believe, we're able to do.
0: We can respond to what people need. Can you give an example of a customer that you might remember that you personally helped or you know that other staffers at the store have helped where they expressed to you that the atmosphere really enabled them to be who they are, to discover who they are, to learn who they are. I'm sure you had there are hundreds of stories like that, but is there one that stands out to you in particular? Oh, there's there are, I think hundreds um, and <laughs>
1: The uh, Right now, the one that comes to mind is actually an author. Um, her name is Shavisa Woods. She has a new book out of nonfiction um, this month called 100 Times, which is a memoir of sexism. She's actually going to be in our store um, July 18th to, to read from and talk about it. But she grew up about an hour and a half outside of St. Louis. Uh, her last book of short stories is called Things to Do When You're Goth in the Country (laughs) she's a very fabulous talented queer young woman and it um, she has told me a few times that making that regular trip to our store was everything for her that it it grounded her it gave her like a sense that she belonged in the world and um, of course she was very as a writer it was it focused her as well and and um, she is a writer, and she's a successful published one. and she lives in New York now. And uh, I feel like, you know, we did have a not insignificant role to play
0: just being there for her. And Shavisa Woods, if you are interested to learn and hear more about her, she will be a guest on St. Louis on the Air next month. Chris, I wanted Fantastic. to backtrack a little bit sure. on talking about the Deepak Chopra event. For mm-hmm. those who are not familiar with Left Bank Books, mm-hmm. paint a picture of the space a little bit. What does 200 people look <laughs> like in a space like Left Bank Books?
1: Uh, it's like trying to put 30 people on a normal sized elevator. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's technically impossible. Um, on the first floor, and it was actually smaller. We hadn't expanded into our full size that we're in now, so it was very impossible. But people needed to be in there so badly. I just was like, okay, you figured out if you can get in there, and they somehow did. Um, just one of those magical moments. It's our store is uh, now, I guess it's about 4,000 square feet of sales floor, if you want to put it that way. Uh, with two two uh, levels. So they were all on one level and it wasn't that big yet.
0: <laughs> Can you think of an example of maybe on a smaller scale where, you know, people have come and looked for community and have been able to find it on perhaps an ongoing basis?
1: They, you know, there's so many stories I think I'll never know because um, we just, people just don't tell us. But I know that our LGBT book section, for many years, has been a grounding space for people. I know that our um, the fact that we set out to serve who we saw as our community, which live, you know, we the store is intentionally within the city limits. We wanted to be a city bookstore, and that meant also, for example, uh, paying attention to the fact that this is a very largely african-american community so what is it like to serve that community um, and what does that mean so it means a lot of things for us um, from hiring to uh, programming author events i think our author events have been you know uh, some are sure they're just fun entertaining fun authors silly books but a, a lot of them are have meaning to someone the one of the things is Um, actually, no, Carl Marlantes is coming back uh, in July as well, But he wrote a book about um, Vietnam, Vietnam War, from the soldier's perspective, very, very well-received, very realistic. We reached out to veterans groups and to anti-war groups, and we had this mix of those people in our store that night, and it was a remarkable experience because kind of fast-forwarding all these years from the Vietnam War, some of these folks had never sat in the same room together and the conversation was remarkable and I think that some some healing actually occurred.
0: I'm talking with Chris Kleindienst she's the co-owner of Left Bank Books the Central West End independent bookstore celebrates its 50th anniversary this year we'd love to hear your favorite Left Bank memories or moments you can give us a call at 382-8255 that's 314-382-TALK you can tweet us at STL on air Or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. We got an email earlier from David in Webster Groves, and he wrote, So many memories over 50 years from when Left Bank Books first opened. For many years, it would be my Christmas Eve stop to pick up last-minute presents for family or friends. The staff was a source of recommended books. I found some poetry gems in the used book section. I sold a lot of books back to them. This would be a different city without Left Bank Books, a book lover's haven. Uh How do you think the city would be different if it didn't have a place like Left Bank? That's
1: – I, you know, I think about that sometimes. And I – first of all, I would have to move away because I would need a store like, like Left Bank in my life. I'm the kind of person, you know, who anytime I travel, the first thing I do is find the bookstore in the place I am. Um, I think that books are a catalyst for a whole lot of other culture and they're obviously um, important to people's lives just in terms of uh, helping them through, you know, people need stories. They need stories to understand the world and understand themselves. And um, And I think because also we're, we're just who we are, we respect everyone. But, you know, you go in that store and you get a sense of um, kind of a personality to, to it. And I think people like that, too. And I think that the um, there's there would be an emptiness. It's like the, it's a wonderful life movie, all the yeah. things that wouldn't have happened, probably. Uh, all the other reading series that have spawned all over the city because of it. All the things that happened because people met an author or they met someone at the store who during an author visit or even... Not just, you know, people who met their future spouse while they were browsing. Do you, do you have
0: love connection stories at uh, Left
1: Bank? We have love connection stories, absolutely. Both um, my now retired former business partner met his wife uh, while he was working there and she came in and, as a customer. Uh, one of our former employees um, did the same and she actually had her wedding in the store. So,
0: uh, multi purpose space. Multi purpose. <laughs> You mentioned that the store has a personality, and David mentioned that the staff was a source of recommended books. And what are you looking for when you hire someone at Left Bank? Well,
1: number one, an avid reader, uh, someone with um, a fair amount of high energy. Folks ha- uh, have this idea that um, running a bookstore is like sitting in your living room and reading, and it's the opposite, actually. Uh, so, uh, and people. People, people. We want people, people. Um, and we try to have as much of a mix of, you know, that our staff looks like who comes in the store, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs>
0: In the St. Louis Magazine article, your husband, Jarek, mentions the infamous left bank hiring quiz without completely <laughs> giving away the secret sauce <laughs> recipe. What, what does that quiz entail?
1: Oh, it's a, it's a, it has like fill in the blanks, match the author with the title, uh, shelve this, what section would you shelve this title in, give, you know, three titles um, that this particular author wrote. It's got different parts. It's Apparently terribly humiliating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got a comment from Haley on our Facebook page. She wrote, I never knew bookstore cats were a thing until I met the late, great Spike. When I first moved to St. Louis, I visited Left Bank Books and met Spike in the downstairs area while browsing the used fiction section. He was a loving, sweet bookstore cat. And anytime I would visit the store, Spike would be around. His passing was a loss to the Left Bank Books family. And yet his memory lives on in that bookstore. Tell us about the bookstore cats. I understand that Spike was not the first of them.
1: No, he was the third. The first was Nemo. The second was Jamaica. The third was Spike. All three of them happened to us. We didn't go out and say, let's get a cat. We essentially rescued a cat that seemed to be needing to be rescued by the store. They all turned out to be black cats, and um, they were all distinctly very different personalities. Spike was remarkable, I think, for his people skills, he had amazing memory for everyone who ever worked there and for all the regular customers. He had distinct um, ways of interacting with them. So you you definitely felt special with Spike. You know, he he knew who you were and dog in a cat suit, uh, kind of. But. With, he didn't, with, with, with he some... didn't need to be adored in the way. He didn't want to please you. I guess that was the difference. Uh, he did want to be adored, but um, he, didn't, he didn't need to please you. He just needed to let you know that he knew who you were. Has a new cat found its way to you yet? Not yet, but um, I'm sure it
0: will happen. If you were building a new Great Books series, what were some of the titles that you would put on it? Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, of all time? Of all time. You, you so, know, let's say, you know, let's say for to, the, the, the 21st century, perhaps. You know, if you're building a new kind mm-hmm. of great literature, what should people read to understand the world that they're living in?
1: Well, I think from um, kind of my classics would have to include some, any, but James Baldwin, Toni Morrison, um, Virginia Woolf. And um, there's so much now that's come out that builds on those writers. This was not a question I thought I'd be answering. The, um, uh, it's, it's, it's my version of the infamous
0: employment quiz. <laughs> it
1: is. I know. And I, that's why I can never take the employment quiz. <laughs>
0: <'Cause> <laughs> Thank goodness you don't have up, to now. It
1: would freeze up. The, um, but th- we would have to start.
0: There, I think. That's fair. What What do you hope in the in the little bit of time we have left? What do you see for the next fifty years at Left Bank? Well, first of all, I hope there will be a next fifty
1: years, and I would like to see a community that is um, less under stress than it is right now. I mean, we provide a lot of comfort for people for any kind of reason, and um, I've seen my customers just really seem to be struggling more and more in the past few years, and I would like to see us having more uh, calmness in our in our community and more um, mo- moments to celebrate, not merely to sort of prepare ourselves for things. <laughs> and you know, we, we don't know what the technology will bring, but I think we've proven that no no one technology is gonna kill all other technologies when it comes to how stories are delivered.
0: And the 50, the official 50th anniversary for the stories, mm-hmm. is this fall or is it coming up sooner than that?
1: Well, the born on date is July 11th. Uh, we have decided to have our big party on um, Friday, October 25th. We will be putting up a ticketing thing
0: shortly. And we'll have some fun. We'll make sure to include the link to that on our website. Chris Kleindist, the co-owner of Left Bank Books, it was a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you for joining us. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.